1: all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
3: Hello, this is Greg Prado, author of the books Take It Off,
2: Kiss Truly Unmasked, as well as the Eric Carr story, amongst many others. You're listening to the Shattered Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Rock and roll.
1: there kiss army it's tom and zeus with another episode of shout it out Loudcast, episode 89 land
2: of hype and glory tomas how are you oh i'm great buddy what i mean if we could have just hit record for the last 30 minutes that could have been its own bonus episode the conversation that we were having oh we would great, have been great time off
1: pantheon podcast we would have probably lost three four Three fourths of our audience, yeah. and maybe gained a couple if other people listened to it some of the shit we just said. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. <laughs> yeah. It was
2: just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, if we, maybe if we ever do one of those uh, Patreon things, it'll be, it'll be like shout it out loudcast after dark.
1: Yeah. Or we can do, oh, you guys want to come in and do the acoustic set of us before we go on
2: live and <laughs> listen? Uh, right. Exactly. The virtual backstage pass. Yeah,
1: they get to hear us talking Hey, uh, what do you think we should talk about today? I don't know
2: <laughs> Okay, wow, exciting <laughs> We do that uh, anyways though So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it'll be really letting the fans know what we're doing And what's going on in our brains If they're crazy enough to want to listen to that shit
2: That's true um,
1: But there's so much to get to mm-hmm. And um, we really have to get to last week's episode Right off the bat But we always start with
2: polls. Oh, boy. So it's a rough day for our buddy Joey Casada. (laughs) It's just a rough day. So Obviously, we had the wonderful and lovely Kerry Stevens last week, and we're going to talk about that. But the poll was, well, we wanted to do something lighthearted and fun. So we said, who is the best-looking guest we've had on so far? Kerry Stevens, Joey Casada, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, or, and then I threw in Sonny Pooney. Well, obviously, Kerry Stevens was the grand prize winner here. But Joey Casada came in last. Who came in second? Jericho okay what was the percentages okay Kerry Stevens only got 78% of the vote okay Jericho 13% Sonny Pooney 5% which means Sonny Pooney has 25 burner accounts maybe <laughs> and then and then our buddy Joey Casada 4% I thought it was lower than that uh, i I got four right here, four percent, yeah, I and that's
1: counting Joey's burner accounts, but Joey, even on his burner accounts, is stupid enough to vote
2: for other people, but we love joey he he's he's a handsome man, but
1: yeah, I don't think uh, so Tom. Uh, i think I think it's the opposite. I think people realize he's not what you would call a handsome man I am not what you would call a handsome man.
2: I don't know. Maybe people, people that five percent for uh five percent for a you know pandemic poony. I don't know, man. They 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 seem to love him too. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: we might have to do a solo one eventually. Sunny versus uh Joey Casada head to head. Oh, don't and do Steven's that. going to come up with
2: as many burner accounts
1: as possible.
2: May, you know what we can do? You know how we always do like the kiss tournament in March. Maybe if we have enough guests, we can do like a guest showdown. Bra- we'll do a guest bracket. <laughs> M- Murph. Murph versus Ed Spangenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Michael versus Steve Wright. Exactly. Oh, there you go. All right. The, pot- the podcaster bracket. There you go. Yeah. That, maybe that's yeah. what we'll do. Oh, oh shit. Put the seedings <laughs> on that. <laughs> Rounding
1: up the rear. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. So that Curly, was our fun poll. Apparently was- coming in at
1: about a deuce, deuce 50.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So poor Joey Casada, but that's that's life for him. So that's
1: our poll. But one thing I want to add on these polls is I love all the comments underneath about everybody saying about Sonny and his burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> he created a monster. Yep. Everybody <laughs> thinks Sonny has all these burner accounts now. Oh man (laughs) But that was the polls And the feedback We got on the episode Was amazing I will tell you guys this It was And I feel like I say this every couple Every month or so That was our Number one episode we've had So far Most downloads, most listened to, most everything Probably social media wise Most commented uh, most interaction. We probably got the most private DMs from people commenting to us about it. Text messages. Our fellow guests, Jericho uh, or or Joey, will text us about what they thought about it. That it was incredible. I can't say enough. Thank you to everybody that listened. To all the new people that tuned in to hear that. I hope you continue to tune in. But it was an amazing feedback. To what I think was a very honest, impassionate person pouring their heart out for the first time to a a crowd on a platform where she doesn't feel inhibited, where she doesn't feel like maybe I can't say this or I can't, shouldn't say this. She just said it. And it was nice to hear. And, um, you know, it was something that I think uh, translated because the feedback we got was
2: tremendous. So... What did you want to say, Tom? Yeah, just cannot thank. First of all, cannot thank Carrie enough for coming on and being so honest and uh, just forthright, funny. And then we can't thank you guys enough for you know giving us feedback because the episode was was you know like we said it was explosive. There was some you know there was some heavy stuff that she got into, and you know we weren't sure how it was going to translate to a lot of people. The pleasant surprise that we got with the feedback and the downloads and the interaction was just, and we thank you guys for that too. And again, we thank Carrie, it was, you know, it was amazing. It was great. And hopefully we'll have her back soon.
1: Yeah. She's, uh, become part of the, uh, S I O L family now. And she's yep. on a, uh, a, a different text group with us now. And just like all the other, uh, classic, uh, friends and fellow podcasters of the show. And we love it. And, um, we like, we tipped the hat, our hat to her, and and uh, you guys will see her back on here soon enough. But let's get to some feedback first. Tom, I've got uh, a couple things here I want to read off of Pod Chaser. Okay. So, podchaser.com, you can leave us reviews there. It's very helpful, and we really appreciate it. Pod Chaser, aces high 779. Wow. Carrie was definitely genuine in her responses. Great. Uh, stories steve 67 is it possible to love anyone more carrie is an amazing guest and this is truly a great interview certainly eye-opening sometimes touching and very funny teen z always deliver no matter the subject and this is no exception whatever the topic the guys never fail in to deliver in the laughs by the lorry load that must be some sort of like English yeah, that, word. Exa- exactly. Load.
2: Yeah, it's got to be. heard that before. Me neither. The only
1: podcast where the next episode can't come soon enough. Such a great interview. It made me order Carrie's book straight away. Another nice. winner, guys. You rock. Nice. Uh, YouTube. Casey Lee Michaels. Cool and different. Was an original Kiss fan at 11. Alive, Destroyer. Rock and roll over. Love Gun. Thanks for the episode. Good luck to you all. Paul Stanley, not such a nice guy. Met him twice. Wow. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Marty White, I can't read this.
2: <laughs> don't don't read it. Marty White, man, he's nuts.
1: Um, so somebody wrote something in. And, and Marty though stepped up. Somebody named John Henry Thomas, which I'll read. Great interview, guys. But just one question: Wasn't Carrie a playmate? She acts proud of it on her social media. But yet is offended by Paul calling her that. Hopefully she one day gets to sit with him. him, I think he meant to say sit. And air out her grievances. Probably help her get some closure and feel better. And then Marty comes back to him and says, like we said, when Paul calls her that, he does it to be dismissive of her. Exactly. And then they get into it a little bit back and forth. It wasn't impolite. They had a, I mean, they had a cordial conversation, which I cannot believe is the internet. And it can't believe this is Kiss fans. Without <laughs> saying, "Shut up, dumbass! <laughs> Fuck you, loser!" You exactly. Know? Right. Right. Um,
2: right.
0: No, but and
1: and and Marty comes up with some great points, and he simply says to so when he calls her that he could have used her name. She was his girlfriend by calling her a playmate, is just a way of him calling her a number bimbo. It's just passive, it's Paul's passive aggressive t- mannerisms. Yeah, so it's all dismissive it of a yeah. human being when you're described as a playmate, right. like not his girlfriend. And first of all, why would you say that he, she was taking his drums from him? She didn't do that. I know. I, yeah. You know, if you weren't sure what was going on over there, you didn't have to mention it. But he fe- he always has a, a habit of mentioning things that shouldn't be mentioned about other people. And yet, if you say the slightest thing that is of importance about him that he can deem as an insult, oh, God help us. Oh, yeah. Listen to me. I was very hurt today. Oh, he's know, the uh, sensitive it's, it's, Paul comes out. Oh, brutal. All right. So why don't you uh, do some uh, either emails or face uh, Twitter, and I'll come back and I'll and I could do some Facebook, or do you want me to hit Facebook now, Tom?
2: No, go ahead. I'll. I'll you know what? I, I got some Twitter. I'll, t- I'll, I'll. You. You take a break for a second here. I got okay. some Twitter. So, our buddy Scott Wheeler, great episode. Carrie was so honest and genuine. Our buddy Murph, excellent episode, gents. Any chance you get be getting an interview with Miss November nineteen eighty one next? Uh, then deuce our buddy deuce had a couple of great tweets i'm actually going to save those for after because i kind of want to read them together so uh jr just near halfway in the interview when i ordered the book my rock and roll heaven which is uh, a great a great twitter page great interview really appreciate carrie being so open and honest and pulling no punches half ace responds with just a picture of a goat DG from Tennessee, just finished. Good episode. Carrie really let loose about Paul. Wesley Beach, just ordered her book. Can't wait to read it. Ken, simply Ken. Great interview. I love the way she does her own PR. Wow. Then he goes, we got some good-looking girls. Oh, yeah. Just take a step back. Wes is the uh, former guitar
1: player in the Plasmatics
2: with Wendy Williams. I should have mentioned that. I'm sorry. Yep. Jeff Seaman has a picture of the book, and he says, just got mine in the mail today again my rock and roll heaven has had another comment said fantastic i'll be listening to this today ordered my copy it's on the way as we speak can't wait to read it congrats carrie this is a great twitter handle stuck helping pay for this mess that's his twitter (laughs) handle (laughs) uh i still believe that eric gets short shrift in kiss history he was hands down the best drummer they ever had it's not even close in my opinion Okay, that's his opinion. And then our buddy Deuce, he took some time to write some nice things. He says, okay, not drunk tweeting, but actually getting pretty emotional listening to Carrie talk about her favorite kiss memory. You can hear her getting choked up, and when she says it's difficult to think of kiss without thinking of losing Eric, holy crap, I need to hit pause. Wow, 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 that spontaneous monologue from Carrie wrapping up with why she loves and respects Gene and how she feels Paul is a lying ass is one of the best things I've heard. This was far and away the best episode in your short history. First time I didn't just laugh and wait for the next joke. She was real and genuine, and you could feel her emotions in this interview. That makes for a great show. You both sat back and let her carry this episode stellar. And then Carrie herself jumped in on that comment and said, It is so nice to finally feel validated. The truth really does set you free. Thank you, Tom and Zeus, for your respect and support. Thank you, Deuce, for all of your praises. I truly appreciate everyone who hears me. And then she did a little kissy emoji. So Twitter feedback, great stuff. And then we got a couple of uh, emails and our buddy Scott Donaldson, who is the drummer in Kisteria of a Kiss cover band. And who does he dress up as? Eric Carr. That's right. That's right. Yep. Wow. Just wow. That would have to go down as the best episode so far. You know how much I enjoy the show, but listen to Carrie speak about her love for Eric was just heartfelt. She is someone very special, that's for sure, and I could hear it in both your voices how much you enjoyed the chat. The whole the whole pandemic, Paul, is really starting to make me angry. As you know, I'm an Eric Carr fan, and to find out how he was treated at the end is so disappointing. I love Paul as the star child, with and without makeup, singing songs about banging, but this side of Paul is someone I don't like. Something I've always wondered, what if Eric Carr had lived? I always disliked Peter and Ace for leaving the band and wonder if Eric had left Would I have felt the same about him? Something we will never know. I find it interesting that when I was growing up, I didn't know anything about my favorite movie stars and rock stars. And I feel that I would prefer if it was still that way today. Thank you again for providing, providing me with such great entertainment every week. I look forward to it so much. Stay safe. Kindest regards, Scott. We love hearing from Scott. Big fan. Yeah. Those are some great points. Maybe eventually we'll get to an Eric Carr episode We can answer those questions about the what ifs. Another great episode from Patrick W. I saw a link for Carrie Stevens and I found that intriguing. So I listened to an earlier podcast. I can relate to Carrie on how sensitive and emotional she can be. I am much like that. Obviously have been a big kiss fan for most of my life. I used to be a drummer and I find I agree with you guys on several points. It's probably been brought up before, but Eric Singer's drum sound on. I love it. Loud live is just plain awful. He tunes his drums that are nothing like Eric's. This is why his drum tone is so different. Listen to them side by side. I pick Eric Carr. Carr has a deeper, fuller sound. My two favorites, are a later kiss, are revenge and creatures. Obviously, Eric's not on revenge. You should do a show on lyrics. I can't listen to the words on anything from Lick It Up and others. Spinal tap, cringeworthy, and not funny. Give me more as an example. Aging rockers singing about sex doesn't work for me. X and sex, you make me rock hard? Good Lord keep up the good work Patrick awesome so that's uh some email feedback there good stuff from those guys thank you thank you as always with the emails and that email is shouted out loudcast at gmail.com so
1: we had our Facebook post that we put up and Carrie jumped in underneath congrats Tom and Zeus you are funny wise and easy to open up to I predict great success in your futures I'm looking forward to hear more of your your interviews Thanks for having me on And then uh, Sean Hammond jumps in Great interview It's refreshing to hear such real and raw answers Sometimes we don't want to believe Our favorite singer bands act towards others Thanks for being honest and real Can't wait to read your book Robert Vitale My lord, you lunatics have outdone yourselves <laughs> I listened to this show Twice this morning What an amazing interview with Carrie Whose honesty and integrity Really shines here She is super genuine and just an all-around awesome. I can't wait to get my copy of the hardcover. Well done, guys. Maybe the best interview I've heard in years. Wow. Amazing. Um, Thank you. Gary comments back to him. Thanks, Robert. The hardcovers at Barnes & Noble will probably be on Amazon in a week or so. They don't tell me anything. I had to Google myself to find out on the hardcover. Here's the (laughs) link. Thanks for your support. Brent Milhouse. Isn't that the guy from... Fucking The Simpsons That's Milhouse yeah (laughs) Have just finished listening Amazingly candid and honest conversation Great interview guys Carolyn Kelt Brilliant interview I knew of her through Eric But wow what a woman Starting the book now Carrie writes back to her Such nice things to say I'm truly touched by having been received so well I was prepared to have haters and trolls After me Instead I have been met with kindness and understanding People like you restore my faith in humanity Then Carolyn wrote back Anyone who hates on someone being open honest has a problem Thank you for saying it as it is or was Also thank you and Eric's family for keeping his memory alive He will be much missed but never forgotten Wow (laughs) Robert Vitale adds Uh oh (laughs) We're going to get to this later too Okay Um Taco Bell Tuesday Oh don't do it We had a handful of people Separately from the amazing interview with Carrie was this gem Of a one-liner from Zeus during the intro I haven't laughed that Loud in a long time You guys are spot on And in quite a role Let them rip (laughs) Oh man Uh, Partington how do we read of the bit today regarding John Elway? Wow. Oh shit, yeah. Kerry writes back. I actually went easy on him because I didn't write the book to destroy the guy, but he was a big part of my past. He and others may have underestimated me. A lesson they will have to live with. Oh well, live and learn, guys. Bill Sharp, next time have Kerry read the Adam and Eve promo. Oh boy. I mean, you've let Pooney do it. <laughs> Her. Shit, that'd be great. Oh, that's such a great idea. And then Bill Elam wrote let me tell you something about lawyers. <laughs> uh, Tom Rittenhouse, Carrie Stevens Rocks. Andrea Cellini always found her very attractive. You do, huh? Very proud of you. Great episode. Uh David Zanett put the Chris Farley me uh of oh, him with of glasses. Him. <laughs> yep, right? yep, yep, yep. Kevin Jepson, oh, Holy god. crap guys Best episode yet I wonder if Blabramalt Or one of those things will pick up on this Just for the, her rant on Pandemic Paul I love it Think it was definitely therapeutic for her Ordering my hardcover soon So I can bang it out as well
3: <laughs> Oh god
1: I met her at the Kiss Indie Expo So shy I could barely talk to her It was easier to meet Gene Simmons than her She's absolutely stunning. Give her my number. And then he puts a picture that he took with Carrie. Yep. Super sweet, he writes he writes underneath. And then Carrie writes back to him. It was nice to meet you. Don't be shy. I don't bite. And Kevin writes, Welp, my life is over. You are a <laughs> star. Thank you.
2: That's awesome.
1: Oh, that is great. Jack Benacchio. <laughs>
0: Che luna menzumara mamma mia mamma ridà Per ieco da
2: dictare mamma mia ben daccero
0: Che te gl'o bei swa islene ze dena
3: Oh,
1: my God, what an episode. This was the first time I felt the inside stories of Kiss. You felt true, raw emotion of Carrie's life in a few short hours, even to the point I had to sit down at work to take a breath. Especially the Paul Stanley part was almost a side of him I never wanted to hear, but I'm, I in a way I'm glad I did. Guys, well fucking done on this episode. It prompted me to buy the book as oh my god I need to know
2: more. Nice, awesome. Uh,
1: so that was uh, the feedback we got on um, our Facebook. Tom. Yep. I I just want to say you know this is something that there's there's plenty more we got some more comments on shout it out loudcasters group i we could probably do this more i skipped yeah. i could have done a lot more then reminds <laughs> the direct messages we got the text that we got and uh the feedback was tremendous and i have to i have to say something here though all these great interview brilliant this and that shit we didn't do anything
2: i know You know, I, I, I I mean, uh, right. We, we are unbelievably appreciative and grateful for the comments and the feedback that you've heard us read. And we thank you for that, but this was Carrie's moment and we were just the conduit for her to have that moment. And we appreciate her for that. And uh, and again, we are grateful for your comments, but this was Carrie's moment. I think the interview itself was let her go, let
1: her talk. Don't talk over less is more. Yep. Right. Just Just a little jar of flies, uh, Back to our bonus episode. Um, (laughs) Less is more. Let her talk. But if anything, if we're going to pat ourselves on the back, Tom, the only thing I would say is that I felt we let her feel comfortable. This is a safe place. Go ahead. Say what you want. And gave her that opportunity where she can feel at home and say what she needed to say. And I'm glad she did. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't a beat down. It wasn't anything. But she she um she let it go she had some frustration there and uh and she um expressed it so god bless her thank you for all the feedback everybody thank you for making this our number one episode we've ever had and you know what to be honest you thank you for all that you guys do for us that uh makes our show as big as it is now like way bigger than we expected it to ever get and I, I got a feeling it's only going to get bigger.
2: Yeah, I, I exactly. I mean, we can't thank you guys enough for just being a part of this. Like we say it, we say this often. You know, you guys are part of the family here. You know, the show doesn't exist without you, without your interaction, without your feedback, without your support. And I'm happy too that your feedback on social media did not fall on deaf ears. That Carrie is the kind of person. Who reacted and responded to Your feedback and interacted with your feedback You're not going to get that from a lot of guests I think it just proves how much More of a genuine real Person she is And uh, we again we thank her for that
1: And lastly and I'm sure she ain't going <clears> to <throat> mind While we were taping this Starting to tape this she had texted us back We were telling her about a couple things And told her About the feedback that we're getting And she replied to us with the text About a 20 minutes ago. That's great. That's because you guys have such great energy. I don't get the same response from all the other podcasts. I do that. I did with you guys. And that's not just, that's not because of us. That's because of you guys listening. Yeah. The feedback, the loyalty we have from the guys that listen to and girls that listen to our podcast is tremendous. And I was proud of it. I expected and Tom expected to get some of the shit that you see on those toxic Facebook groups. Oh, screw her or this and that. Look, me and Tom always talk about the fact that there's some people that we just roll our eyes. They're harmless people, but there's no kiss can do no wrong. Paul making an antipasta salad. That's the greatest antipasto salad I've ever seen. Oh, Paul, you're so handsome. Oh, Paul, this, or, you know, Gene friggin' picking his nose. Oh, my God, that's the best booger I've ever seen in my life. Oh, you're the greatest. We get that. And, you know, we roll our eyes at it, but it is what it is, and that's fine. But for this, though, for us, like, I can't I can't say enough about you guys and what you do and how you are with us and the interaction and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it shows. And that's and Carrie picked up on that. She doesn't get that from other podcasts. She gets it from us because she gets it from you guys. And that's the difference that I feel. And you guys are to be commended. We didn't get shit bags on our fucking podcast uh, um, feedback. We got one person that said, I saw it somewhere, Tom. They called it, oh, a cash grab. You know what? Nobody engaged him. Fuck off. Exactly. It's not a fucking cash grab, you fucking dumbass. She could have fucking written this book. This could have been a football book, you know, and she really wanted to make money and just cater it to the NFL fans about her relationship with John Elway. And that would have fucking been killer. She could have done a million other things. You know, read her book. See the adventure. See the people that she's fucking that have been in and out of her life. Read her story. It's amazing. It should be a book. It should be a fucking movie for all, for all we, you know, about especially about a relationship with Eric. It's inspiring. It's a good book. It's a good story. It's not a fucking cash grab. Those so, are the with fucking all- jealous people that are, whoa, whoa, whoa always got to think there's something out there. Anybody's doing something successful has got some bad motive or bad intentions. Like,
2: you know, fuck off. So, with all due respect to everybody out there, and, uh, you know, I'm very, very pleased that we did not get more of that because there's a lot of people out there that are just fucking hateful, miserable fucks. And, I think Zeus just mentioned the one negative comment. Yeah, I, mean, I feel
1: bad doing that because we had so much and I'm giving the attention that it doesn't deserve.
2: Yeah, but fuck him. We didn't say who his name is and the, 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 the person no, not it. Say
1: it. In general, right. I want to commend people because that's not us. And believe me, we have a, you guys are just as many of you as just as negative fucks as we are about shit.
2: <laughs> and right. we That's,
1: have, but we that's, don't also, that's also true. We don't waste our time going on something Just to shit on it no. Constantly go on no. somebody else's page To shit on what they're doing Like we have an opinion We talk about it on our show right. We have an opinion about the band Because we love the band and we expect more from them We're not going to go on fucking Grim Reaper fucking Facebook page And tell them Hey you people that like this group You're fucking idiots and that band sucks we're like not going to mean Steve Wright's Halloween fan page and and shit on him that he likes. There are
2: there are Facebook groups out there where people go on there just to say Ace and Pierre. That's that's the only kiss that exists. If you are going to make any other comments, you are going to get kicked out of the group. Oh, ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, you, meanwhile, you know these guys are like jerking off to their copy of Sonic Boom. You know it's just fucking <laughs> awful. All right, see now we're going to get into a rant. Let's stay on target here. We got we got good we got good stuff to get to.
1: All right. But in general, it comes back, circles back to thank you guys. Thank you for being, you know, making our show be the place that Carrie fucking can't say enough about. And it's not just us, it's you guys. So you guys rock, and we're going to keep continuing making this show rock for you guys. Anyways, Tom, let's turn this
3: around.
2: kiss news okay so this week was the 35th anniversary of asylum and everybody loves that album a lot you saw a lot of interaction a lot of uh social media posting on stuff on that you know talking about favorite songs the cover the era, etc and our buddy my favorite bruce did an awesome video personal video right in his living room talking about the album he talked about the videos he talked about the album cover He talked about how it was recording, writing, just great stuff. And it was only like a 10 minute video, but it was awesome. And that's the stuff that we want. And what did we get from Paul and Jean about the anniversary of asylum? Crickets, nothing, nothing, nothing. How, how do you not acknowledge that? I mean, you know, like, like, like there needs to be more of a, of a difference between how much I love I'm, Bruce. I'm getting frustrated with you. How the fuck are you su- why are you surprised? They didn't do I'm anything not, about alive. I didn't say I was surprised. I didn't I'm not I'm not surprised. Saying they didn't say anything about alive. They're going to say oh, about asylum. Oh no no no, I'm just making a point. I'm absolutely not surprised. I'm He's just
1: busy, Tom. He's going to ride his bike around the beach and go around and and yell at people for not wearing masks. He's very busy, as you can see from his Facebook posts. Pandemic Wee Paul. <laughs> And a good friend of ours Pointed out that his mask Has got some sort of
2: Fucking blister or lipstick Stains on it It's, when got, it like, it's, it's got like his fucking face Makeup shit all over it fucking, Get out there the world is open And then I saw some comments People like fuck off Paul I live in Australia nothing's open
1: <laughs> Mostly people were like You're the greatest Paul Stanley. Oh, here am I. Here's me on my fucking
2: big wheel. going down the street. Oh, Paul, this is amazing. I put on my rollerblades and I was skating thinking of you. It's amazing. I love your social media posts. I like I like these. I also like the ones when you post pictures of fucking statues from the Museum of Fine Arts. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) Oh my god oh, He's got pictures of sanitation workers
1: In New Jersey he's <laughs> What? Yeah he's got a new post on Twitter Sanitation workers are dancing and shit what? Loving work Or finding a way to love it Makes all the difference Thank you for my smile what? <laughs> Wait a minute what? <laughs> <laughs> just like Dude you love your work Okay what's your job Paul You remember? Oh, yeah. I was in a band called Kiss. What is the matter with him? Yeah. <laughs> and find some inspiration. Michelangelo's Pieta. What? Dude, again, stop trying to be this Renaissance man. You fucking wrote who wants to be lonely and fucking uh, all night. You are not going to be considered Sir Paul Stanley
2: by the, you're not going to get knighted. I'm sorry. Can I just jump in here for a minute? I'm looking at the tweet of Paul saying, find some inspiration with the Michelangelo thing. Yeah. And this just made me fucking laugh because our buddy Zandon Black wrote, I don't understand this. And then Murph responded, I agree. (laughs) Like, like, it's just funny. Like, no. And then you get these other people. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Deuce put the guy, he put the fucking
1: most interesting man in the world. I haven't the words <laughs> fucking shaking his heads. Yeah, it's just uh, I
2: don't know, whatever.
1: John Gross, pandemic Paul forgetting two another two anniversaries with Asylum and
2: Animalize. Right. I know. It, it, whatever, whatever. It's just it's just annoying. He's just a fucking he's a parody. He's a cartoon character now. You know, <laughs> Pandemic uh, Paul. Right. He's, he's a fucking her- about doing this, guys. About a cartoon of
1: pandemic Paul
2: it's Coming just brutal that's yeah, just brutal so other stuff in the news so zeus this was great you posted this on our show page
1: mm-hmm.
2: the the picture of all the different vinyl variants of uh ace um, origins two you know there's the gold there's the blue there's the swirl there's the fucking whatever a million of them it, Ace it, puked it, on this copy one yep. yeah and you made and you made a joke about Ace is all about the music and imagine if Gene did this blah blah blah. This was this was perfect because I don't even think this was the intention of the social media post but it came back perfect because it proved two things that I don't even think you intended it to prove and it proved A A A it proved that fucking Kiss fans are completely humorless. So serious and so fucking humorless. The other thing it proved was that the Ace kiss ass universe is real. It is real because two things Zeus and I, we're not in the record business, but we know that normally the artists don't have any control over this. It's the distributor or the manufacturer. Okay. It was kind of a joke comparing the way ACE talks about it and the way Gene talks about it. Everyone's like, you you know, this this, this is the record company. Ace probably doesn't even know anything about this. Well, well, you know, at least it's not, you know, kiss selling uh, caskets and condoms. I'm like, can you imagine if the roles, you know, I'm going to do some political whataboutism here, Zeus. Can you imagine if Kiss released an album with 12 different varieties? They would be get they'd get fucking raked over the cold. Gene Simmons, typical money grab, typical money. But this is like, well, Ace probably doesn't even know. That's huh? the record company. I just thought it was hilarious and just funny that like instantaneous Ace defense. Meanwhile. That Uh-oh. Muppet Ace Fraley. <laughs> Holy fuck balls.
1: His fucking nose is Dude. His fucking nose is He <laughs> has
2: like it's growing. Like it's like an inflatable nose. Like I don't understand what's happened to that poor guy. He actually, on, I, I actually I do, but I'm gonna reserve comment, but
1: he was on AX Axis TV, A- whatever AXS, the hell
2: Axis TV, is, yeah. On
1: an interview. This poor hot interview lady was talking to him. It was it, it honestly you have to lower your expectations so bad to 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 give him some credit of being able to talk like a normal human being. He can't speak he can't have a car con- right, so ace what is it like oh are you in New Jersey? where are you now right, my girlfriend's house and you know she's my new girlfriend and I, I live with her and her kid and, uh, dude, nobody asked you about this fucking shit, and it's, yeah, I met her at a concert, and eh, uh you know, what dude, he sounds like he's like like he's there's something wrong with him,
2: and it, it, well, there is something wrong with him yeah, he, I mean it's just
1: it's embarrassing, like who told him to put his face out there fucking do interviews.
2: I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say too much, but oh. ace Ace is just he, the poor guy just looks like a fucking disaster. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we don't love him and we don't we don't love his music. Oh. And 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 I'll be t- I'll be honest with you, I have not ordered Ace Origins 2 on vinyl. I have not ordered that because not enough of the material on there I like. I'll get the uh, CD. I won't get the vinyl. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I don't buy any vinyl. But I, I'll get the CD to add to I, my I, collection, of course. Origin Origins Volume One, I thought was really good. And this, this looks good. So it's not, I mean, he can still play and perform, but I just don't need to see his face on a camera anymore. (laughs) Holy shit. The poor guy. (laughs) Can you imagine seeing him with his makeup on his his fucking nose would look like a, like (laughs) Jendel. What
1: the fuck happened to my face? Hey, hey Curly, what the fuck? I think I forget who it was today. That said it to us. Was it Tony? Was it Tony uh, from Restrained that said something? That looks like a W.
2: C. Fields. Oh yeah, nose. I know. Oh. It's, it's it's unbelievable. the poor guy. Yeah, it's just oh
1: god. Anyway, Ace has been promoting his thing. That you know, good for him. I hope the CD is good. I don't know. I haven't. I don't have it yet. We'll find out soon enough. We'll probably review it at some point. But yep. he's not what you would call a handsome man.
2: Oh, he's, he's, he's like a bad, like you say, he's just a bad Muppet. Yeah, he looks like a Muppet. He's just a bad
1: um, Muppet. And uh, one other thing, uh, Doc ha- McGee had an estate sale. Yep. Uh, I don't know. People were going there this morning. I saw somebody post something. I don't know what he was selling. Probably some kiss items that people were excited to get and hoping to get. Maybe he uh, was selling some uh, autographed pictures of the critic. <laughs> it's like the critic, the cartoon. People are like, oh, is he broke? He's not broke. An estate sale. I mean, Jericho had an estate sale. People have them when they're, you know, they have a big house. They're moving. Or well, like what you called it. It's like a yard sale.
2: Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a rich person's yard sale. Yeah, and exactly.
1: Instead of bringing everything with you, you're like, fuck it. Let's get rid of it. I bought all this shit. It's wicked expensive. I'm going to buy new shit. I don't want to just throw this shit away. You put a estate sale up, and then I
2: think I think I think I think the reason people got a little, you know, over dramatic is I saw some comments on some other things like, oh, Gene Gene sold one of his houses, you know, now Doc is selling one of his houses. Is, is the ah. it, it, is the fact that they're not touring? Is this having some kind of financial impact on on the band and Doc and the manager? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, who knows? You know, no tour, no cruise, no merchandise. I don't know. I just I thought was, I thought that was interesting. You're financially fine, but hey, bro. Oh yeah, I think so too. I, I know Gene is because of you, the fan. Yep,
1: the fans. <laughs> you have lined my pockets. Um. <laughs> so, the other thing we, you didn't really want to touch on. This is something that I want to touch on. Oh, so I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna speak up about it. And that speak is speak the, up. Yeah, that is the crazy ex girlfriend of Ace putting all sorts of. Insanity out there on the internet. I cannot believe that uh, Paul and Gene have not yet sued her. Uh, I did see someone, someone said there was a, a cease and desist out there for, her. but she is, I'm not going to give it any credence, throwing out the most heinous comments, like just purposely trying to malign their reputations. As about as bad as you can get or say about somebody. She's saying it about all of these guys, including Ace. The only one who doesn't get anything, at least I haven't heard yet, was Peter. Everybody else gets so much shit. It is disgusting what she's accusing them of. She it, To me, it just seems like a desperate person throwing shit against the wall because she knows the Kiss fans will gravitate towards anything about KISS. It's just disgusting. Yeah, the She's only crying th- about not having a place to live and there's a pandemic out there. Yeah, no shit.
2: The only yeah. thing I'm gonna say on this, if I can just jump in real quick, the only thing I'm gonna say is like I I I mean, are there people the only people that I can imagine that like this there can't be people that believe what she said. I mean she is the the poor woman is like fucking insane. I mean, I mean, the stuff that she is saying, I mean, we're not going to repeat it because it's just despicable and just fucking disgusting. But, uh, you know, she finds her way into the news. And then thanks to social media and, and, the, and the kiss groups and the message boards, it takes on a life of its own. The woman is fucking gone. Have some self-respect is what Ex- I have to exactly.
1: say. Oh, he left me, he, you know, and I was with him for 11 years. Yeah, it's called the relationship. They end sometimes. Yeah. Divorces happen. People move on. You are a fully functioning adult. Work. Or you live in California, the place where there's probably a million good faith charities out there that could help you. Get on food stamps. Get on welfare. There's plenty of opportunities for you. There are shelters in place for you. Do not sit there and fucking try to drag down other people because you can't make something of yourself so the only people that you know are other people that are successful. So let me drag them down or they'll have to pay me money to shut me up.
2: Which is proof that that a couple of maybe a month ago, that thing we reported on where she created a website and she was having like an ace memorabilia sale. I mean, clearly, we don't even know what happened with that. If That was even a real thing. But oh, obviously, geez, that shit was disgusting. like stolen. It wasn't even, you know, it, she's just a mess.
1: Watch. See the difference between her and Carrie. Oh,
2: God. Jesus right. Christ. Night, Night- yeah. No, night and day, not even close.
1: Not yeah. night and day. She, Carrie has a, a legitimate grievance with Paul because she handled it. Well, ah, maybe she called him a, a, a made fun of his appearance or something. Ah, big deal. But she didn't go behind the belt, she didn't do that about the other celebrities, she could have in her book. No, she
2: reported know? on factual events that happened that even Paul acknowledges happened, obviously different ver- different, different var-
1: side. Yeah, different, different point of
2: exactly. view. Of it. Different variances on the on what happened. But yeah, she's not making up stuff. <laughs>
1: No, and then so finally, I want to get into one last thing before we get turn it over, Tom. Yeah, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Yep, we had about I don't know, maybe close to ten people send us direct messages, Tom.
2: <laughs> Scott oh. Wheeler just put something up. Fuck, here this we poor go, lady. Don't say the name because <laughs> everybody, everybody, will figure it on their own. But all you
1: guys that sent us the direct messages, Scott, to yes, that's it. And we have the exact photo If you want to see what we're talking about That started it all (laughs) It's the worst photo I've ever seen And uh, yeah And I feel bad Scott just just Put this up Tom I gotta read this Great episode Carrie was so honest and genuine Also I have to know Were you talking about so and so Because And he puts a photo up And he's like this looks like a
2: burrito night. <laughs> we are so fucking immature that now it's like a virus. We've spread to our listeners. Now you got, we had another person comment and say, I know who you're talking about. I can never look at her, her page ever again. You've you've ruined it for me. Yeah. Like, the comments that
1: we got on direct messages. Oh, oh my are God. Fucking Hysterical.
2: It's How every, but everybody guessed right. Everybody that guessed it to us guessed correctly. Yeah, we got I won't say the name. He goes, Oh, this one who poses with the albums. I used to I used to think she was hot. <laughs> like that's awful. Now we fucking ruined <laughs> this. We ruined it for everybody. Oh, oh
1: my god. So uh, bad. <laughs> it's just like, I used to think now I'm never gonna un- unsee it.
2: Oh, <laughs> my god
1: just brutal i know i'm sorry but he just he just tweeted that and i had to say something Tom but anyways what a, what a great transition
2: to go from her to our advertisers yeah. so <laughs> when, when you're in the mood for hot sexy items and it's, <laughs> and it's taco tuesday visit adamandeve.com Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up that burrito in your bedroom is even better. if so <laughs> you want a Pittsburgh platter somewhere? Oh God. <laughs> if you're looking to spice up that rusty trombone <laughs> <laughs> and leave a Cleveland steamer. Oh, God. <laughs> what
1: the fuck is wrong with us? Where do you go, Tom?
2: I can't even get through this. We are going to have to have somebody record this so we can just edit it because I can't read these anymore. (laughs) Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter promo code LOUDCAST at checkout. Get 10 tantalizing free gifts. Sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, plus six free gifts. Spicy enchiladas. I mean spicy movies. <laughs> <laughs> and free shipping. That's promo code loudcast at adamandeve.com. We gotta hire Carrie to read that. We need a sexy voice. We don't wanna hear my my <laughs> people my, don't wanna
1: that. know, but no dirty Sanchez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Forty year old virgin <laughs> It's about connection. It's all about connections. It's set up with cock and ass and pits mm-hmm.
0: and butthole pleasures. It's not about butthole pleasures at all. It's not about this the rusty trombone and the dirty Sanchez. Please stop. And
3: the uh, Cincinnati bow tie. Moose. And the pussy juice cocktail and the fifteen balls. just please stop. Right.
0: Relax. That's enough. Party's oh. over.
3: <laughs> oh
1: my lord! My <laughs> Goodness. Anyway. <laughs> What the hell's the top what the hell's the topic about tonight? <laughs> nice transition, guys. Yeah. So this is our third Tom yep. of TV segments for KISS that we've yep. reviewed. Yep. We've done the Paul Lynn Halloween special. Mm-hmm. We've done the Mike Douglas show. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing land of hype and glory, Tom. Yes. Okay. So you might be wondering out there, hey, what the hell is that? Did I, I
0: don't even really know that. A man who did his work in places more or less like this, P.T. Barnum, left behind one of the most often quoted sayings in the English language. At any rate, it's attributed to Barnum. There's a sucker born every minute. More to the point now, there's a consumer born every 10 seconds. But why will a consumer buy one product and not another? Well, one reason may be hype but
1: for those who don't really know or remember it's on kissology volume 2 it's disc 1 the first part it's just a small excerpt on that one so they filmed this in 1977 but it played January 10th 1978 it was a like a mini documentary called land of hype and glory nbc newscaster Edwin Newmar was the narrator of this. I guess he was some big popular guy, kind of just think of uh, uh Leslie Nielsen, the naked gun. Oh he, not the yeah. naked gun, the airplane. Yeah. The serious stiff guy, like
3: yep. exactly. Uh,
1: that's what you're basically talking about. So we were kind of intrigued by it. We watched it. We kind of remembered it. So we did some digging into this, and we thought we'd do an episode based upon the 1978 mini documentary.
2: So it's funny because I'm not, I'm I'm not correcting Zeus or disputing him, but there's also two there's two dates for this because it report it may have it aired twice, but it also aired on December 16th, 1977, and then it, and then it aired in the January of 78 date that Zeus had too. So the problem here is it was on kissology 2. It's a 17 minute video. That's actually really good, but for some unknown bizarre reason on kissology 2, they only put like a four minute clip in it. So I want to give know. a sh- okay. That's well, a flattering? <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that, but I do want to give a shout out to a Facebook page called the God of thunder. It's not a kiss page, but it's an absolutely fantastic Facebook page. If you guys listen to us, I'm sure you follow them. They were the only people – we want to give them props on this because that was the only place that we could really find the full 17-minute unedited video from start to finish. And it's funny because Edwin Newmar or Newman, the guy reminds me of uh, our friend from Revenge of the Nerds. Frankly, I'm not too fond of this next event.
0: Frankly, I'm not too wild about this next event, but it has become a tradition here at
2: Adams. The belching contest. You know, like, just like, like you said, the stiffy stifferman.
1: Edwin Newman was uh, the newscaster that talked about this. And it was like a mini documentary on hype. And I think he broke it down to three categories. One was like music. One was books. And the other one was movies. Uh, I think there was some author. I think they did three uh, closing columns, the third kind, whatever that was. And then Kiss. They started off with Kiss. So let's break it down. Basically, they start off the footage. It's a uh, starts with like a carnival barker. And, um, you know, guys shouting out stuff And then the um, the host, uh, Edwin Newman Is it Newman or Newmar? Newmar oh. Edwin Newmar comes out and says You know, the circus is known for P.T. Barnum Who came up with the old expression There's a sucker born every minute So once you hear that, you know where this is going He's calling people suckers And guess what? We're going to talk about KISS. Oh, okay. And then he describes what the word hype comes from, hyperdermic. And and he talks about, like, the new marketing ploys. And he uses words like desperate, deceptive, outrageous. And then it goes into... Black Diamond opens.
0: And there's our guys. Whatever it is, it is all aimed finally at you. Man have been performing for four years. In that time, they've been responsible for selling records worth thirty million dollars.
1: Right after he gives a shit intro about hype, it cuts the kiss. Right. Yep. And uh, he, you know, he go. There's a voiceover. He does a little bit of a voiceover saying, "In four years, these people have sold records worth more than thirty million dollars." And then it busts into rock and roll all night. With a very weird. Have you noticed that video? I. Yeah, but but <laughs> he goes, uh, out all night, baby. I wanna rock and roll
2: all night, all night, baby. All night, all night. Who the yeah, that, fuck says that? I've never heard that before ever. Not only that, if you listen to that, that almost sounds like a woman. That does not sound like Paul or Gene. I don't know. It's what, definitely it's, Paul. It's not Gene. No, no, I know it's not Gene, but it's just a very. It's very. It sounds very weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very strange. Then he goes into saying, "You know, they are the favorite rock group of American teenagers. The name Kiss, for no re- for a reason not immediately apparent." I love
2: that. I lo- it's just so dismissive and condescending. He's like, he's so he's so upset with the
0: band. By some accounts, they are the favorite rock group of American teenagers. What? Their name. For no reason, immediately apparent is Kiss.
1: Yeah. Like, 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 you have to have a reason for your name. Yeah. Well, there's I, a, uh, go ahead. Poison. Go ahead. Are you really poison? Did you guys, are you uh, manufacturing a manufacturing group of poison? Like, that's just our name. Like,
2: what the fuck? They just named Kiss, buddy. There's a website I found called dangerousminds.net and they did like a short little. Paragraph about this thing, but the name of the article is NBC explains Kiss to old people, (laughs) (laughs) which is exactly it's hilarious. You got you guys got to watch this, but go ahead, Zeus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like (laughs) Ted Koppel here with Gene Simmons Um, from Kiss.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just such a it's seriously it's like your it's like your grand it's like your grandpa being like, what's this Kiss band like? It's just so, and then
1: he gets into this. They've sold those albums. He's like, it has something, like so, something to do with their music,
0: but more to the way they are hyped in package. There is a reason for the extraordinary success of Kiss. It has something to do with their music, but it has more to do with the way they are hyped and packaged. Let's unwrap that package. Yep. I guess some, some, maybe,
1: maybe one person likes their music. (laughs) Yep. It's like, what the fuck? But you know what I like is they go, they cut away to those that famous photo session. Come on,
2: give me more tone, right? Yes, which is terrific because the thing I love about that, you're a diehard Kiss fan, okay? You watch this video, you're seeing the photo shoot. In action of some of those, that famous Paul shot with him squatting with the guitar between his legs. You're seeing that live action of Gene in front of uh, the Sam Serpent, Ace, yep. Peter. It's that Alive 2 photo shoot. It's terrific. It's terrific.
1: Absolutely. And then he mentions how the band came together.
0: Six years ago, Gene Simmons, then 22, was a sixth grade school teacher in Queens, in New York City. With a guitar player named Paul Stanley, he formed a band that played in small clubs and bar rooms around New York. That band flopped, but Simmons and Stanley felt that they could and would become stars. They invested in some large equipment and decided to start a major rock band. Great, great. They auditioned 30 guitarists and chose Ace Frehley who had been delivering liquor in the Bronx. sit down. Sit down. Open your mouth. Open your mouth wider. Great. Great. Oh, that's been from the hordes of rock drummers. To the they took Peter Chris who had been advertising himself in New York newspapers.
1: Into
0: your and you know,
1: and Ace Frehley who had been delivering liquor in <laughs> the Bronx.
2: What? Like what? that's the way you reference Ace Frehley? You know, like uh, it, oh my a God. talented guitar player from New York,
1: but it's a, a guy who's been delivering liquor and I, probably had a few before he uh, yep. finished his route. Yep. Um, and then he says, and then they show Bill a coin from the seventies. That's I found that interesting. I was really interested in seeing Bill a coin, and they actually talked to him, except for the fact that Bill a coin became some guy straight out of Ireland and became Bill
2: O'Coin. Did you yeah, notice that? I've, I've heard people call him that before, Bill O'Coin. I've heard that. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I don't think that's the right way to pronounce it, but I've heard a lot of people say O'Coin. <laughs> like they, eh, top of the morning to you. <laughs> it's like
1: say, President Barack Obama, <laughs> Bill O'Coin. <laughs>
0: oh. The band was formed. Now came the time to sell it. The key step was to persuade Bill O'Coin to take over the management.
1: Great. <laughs> oh God. God. Um, well, from the beginning, emphasized style over substance. Oh God.
0: Just Many so, of the so KISS mocking. gimmicks that worked. From the beginning, KISS emphasized style over substance. They went heavy on trappings. Makeup came first. It set them apart from everyone else and gave them an aura of mystery. Each member developed his own alter ego. It was the first of many Kiss gimmicks that worked. Costumes were next, complete with black leather, aluminum studs, and eight-inch platform heels. They never allow themselves to be photographed out of character. All of this sort of thing, designed to control what the public thinks of Kiss and how the public thinks of Kiss, is overseen by their manager, Bill O'Coyne. Why is KISS never photographed without makeup? Basically, it's because their fantasies and the characters that we're portraying, um, they always must be in character. The other real reason here is that we're building, we're portraying them bigger than life. They're superheroes. Superheroes, super hype.
1: And then they do this clip where they show them walking to the stage. And you know, Paul knows that the video is on and they're recording him. So and it's just oh my god, it's like so hamming it up for the camera. Here
0: we go again. Gonna do another great show. Have a good time, rock and roll for the people. This makes everybody happy. I wanna dance. I wanna sing. I wanna be
1: somebody. I want to sing. What the fuck was that? And you see Big John Hart walking through with him. You forgot you the
2: best line? Yeah, you forgot Oh yeah, big John. You forgot the best line. It's like Wait, I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to be somebody. <laughs> like dude, are you want to dance with somebody? Are you the lead singer a kiss or are you getting ready to do a Broadway show? Hey, I want to dance with somebody. Like what is that? but what? <laughs> go ahead, cuz the best part of this is right after he says that. As he says
1: that in the background yeah. <laughs>
2: You see Ace behind Gene holding up a cup of beer. And he just goes, ah! It's, f- it's my favorite part of the entire video.
1: It's like he doesn't remember anything. He thinks he's still back on the set because he sees cameras.
2: Yep. And he doesn't
1: know any lines from fandom the Part. Yep.
2: So they're like, ah, just say what you said. That. Ah! But it's like the most perfectly timed. And, he, and him holding up the cup of beer. Gene's doing his thing. Peter looks like he's... He looks like he's in a fucking coma. <laughs> he looks like he's like, in a oh fucking totally hay. flatlined, like dead. He's like like Gene is all like doing his gestures, his his motions. Ace is fucking shit faced, and he's like, yeah, rock and roll. Peter doesn't make a sound, doesn't no, make they a don't face. Even look to him; they don't
1: acknowledge no. him.
2: Is in the no. band. Then they
1: pop yeah. out to "I Stole Your Love."
2: Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and, and,
1: oh my god, it was awesome. And then he talks about. Forty amplifiers, hundred and fifty speakers, more than any other rock band. A <laughs> hundred and thirty decibels. This is Ted couple. <laughs>
2: then he goes, um, which would te- which would technically be called loud. <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck? No shit, Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, the, the set. The set. It it, it, what?
1: This <laughs> <what? laughs> reminds him? I remember in like." When we used to watch Bruins games And be grandfather Fred Cusick
2: oh god yeah Exactly
1: okay. so I'm going somewhere with this Go ahead Keep and going. so they would always Be like coming up next after the game Is Dana Hersey's The movie loft and then all of a sudden TV 38 became UPN yep. and he'd be Like coming up next After the Bruins games Homeboys from outer space <laughs> Followed by Moesha worst white guy (laughs) (laughs) do
2: you remember those shows yes but hearing but but hearing fred like literally he probably makes edwin numa look cool if you this is a boston reference by the way fred cusick god rest his soul oh my god oh my god he was like the
1: whitest man (laughs) And then they go into playing um, Oh, they mentioned that the stage Costs a million dollars
2: Yeah, then he goes, the stage is designed For power, the double SS To look like lightning bolts
1: Ooh yeah. Ah, see I made it To look like the SS I get two Jews and I'm a uh, German
2: Exactly
0: <laughs> What the, the face? fuck, holy shit Um <laughs> The fabricating of KISS has transformed four ordinary young men from New York into figures of fantasy for millions of young people. In the eyes of their fans, they are more than musicians, more than celebrities. They are superstars. where the audiences are young and volatile, KISS has found a simple formula for success. Hit those audiences so hard with a barrage of gimmick stunts and theatrics that they won't be able to forget you. Everything is intended to project the notion of power. The double S's at the end of the KISS logo are designed to look like lightning bolts. The sound equipment has 40 amplifiers and 150 speakers, more than any other rock band has which blast out 130 decibels. In technical terms, 130 decibels may be described as loud. The stage set includes drum risers and platforms that go up and down. It costs a million dollars. By appearing in this way before a million seven hundred thousand people every year, KISS has developed a devoted following among the record-buying public. For KISS... The live performance is the best commercial for their records, and their tours are timed to the release of new ones. Then they play Firehouse. Yeah. It's- Gene,
2: the vampire, breathes fire. Yeah, look, for, let me Vod- jump in here. <laughs> let me jump in here. Okay, first of all, all the footage is my fucking favorite, because it's all a live to Love Gun stage setup. Oh, yeah. Fucking amazing. Who referred to him as the vampire? Is that a thing? I I think he just got confused. Okay, because I've never heard that before. I've heard, like, the demon, like, the bat or whatever, but the vampire? I don't know. The blood, I think he doesn't. uh, Hold up, homeboy.
1: (laughs) Are you a vampire and vomits blood? Um, And then he interviews the band a little bit. Yeah. And obviously the two main guys speak just like. Every single fucking time. Yep. Um, kiss, Paul. Kiss is more exciting than four slobs who need who need a shave. So fucking dumb. Like, what? Do you, how long did it take you to write that joke, Paul? Oh yeah, he, he's practicing his his lines that he'll repeat for the next forty years. Exactly. Um, putting glamour back into rock and roll. And, and,
2: and meanwhile, thing- you know, and, and then Peter Peter literally looks like a mannequin. Like he's not even. Mo- There's no part of his body I think is even moving. Then the camera like pans on him and he looks like uh, like. He tried to say something. Yeah, I heard that too. Cut- and then they cut him off like quickly, as though
1: Gene was like off him, and they fucking cut out, <laughs> panned away from him.
2: Like as the so precursor, it's like, like the Tom. precursor to the Tom Snyder interview. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> stop. <laughs> <him>. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy throws, tries to throw in his face in Gene's face. Didn't you say that your music is average
2: at best? She's like, I didn't fucking say that, buddy. That's no, no, no. When I heard that question, now me and you follow politics, I'm sitting there going, motherfucker, this shit was going on in 1977 with the media. Like, take it, taking a quote, spinning it and being like, you called your music average. How did you sell all these records if it's average? Like, He's like. And then Gene, who's obviously very intelligent And knows how to speak his mind He's like, no, 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 no Let me explain what I said by that And he did, he made a good point He pretty much said our music's dumb and accessible to people You don't have to think about it
1: Yeah, he's like, it's fun You don't have to be a a connoisseur or virtuoso To understand what we're talking about and singing about It's accessible to people That's what he's trying to say And then my favorite part in this whole thing was And then he says they were talking about art and stuff like that well, what kind of art is it when you pretend to vomit blood on stage and then Gene quickly goes back? Who says it's pretend? That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. That was great. But if you watch, he broke character, the guy. He started laughing. He did. He found, he- I think he realized, all right, these guys are playing the act. These are smart guys. Of course. He's a smart cat. Like, this isn't some idiot trying to be, this isn't the Sex Pistols guy trying to be like outrageous. This guy is playing this part because he's. But, that's, he, but he's smart. That's
2: the thing. Back then, even I mean, even back then, they were young. Gene could speak. You know, he's. G, we know. We know now. Gene's not an idiot. And even back then, when they were young, this was 1977. He was like, no, no, no. Like he, he, you know, great marketing. Knows how to defend himself and explain himself. And you're right. That's when the the, the host was like, okay, these guys are pretty cool. I get it.
1: Yeah, and then he asks, and then Gene likes to say. Why are you looking for meaning where there is none? Yeah, like, I don't understand. Oh, what is all this blood and makeup and breathing fire and stuff? He's like, "Cause we like doing. It. It's fun. It's yeah. There's no fucking hidden meaning behind it. Like, fantasy oh,
2: live on stage. Fantasy. He said, "Oh no, oh, it's
1: it's part of the fucking when the dinosaurs ruled the earth. Iron Maiden skit where the cavemen's co- like, no, there's none right.
0: of that shit. Right. It's just fucking right. cool and badass. Yep. Right." <laughs> point or hype point in the KISS concert comes when Gene Simmons, the vampire, breathes fire. Another hype point comes when Simmons vomits blood. That's in the big number, God of Thunder. in the soho weekly news said rock and roll is not dying of old age it is being bludgeoned to death with press kits playlists advertising campaigns hype 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 it is also obvious and insidious that it's almost boring now are you uh, is, is kiss bludgeoning rock to death i think kiss is a lot more exciting than four slobs walking on stage for need a shave you know i think we're putting glamour back into rock and roll and um we merchandise it in a certain way we we try to make the most out of it we try to make it as colorful as possible you gene have stated in an interview that your music is average or maybe less than average rock and yet you've sold more than 30 million dollars worth of records now if your music is only average or less than average, what i meant to say by that and you really got to clarify all this stuff is that our music is intentionally easily accessible we don't try to make the music uh, too complex and too self-indulgent so that our fans that's a big word, self-indulgent, that's two words so that our fans can understand it and that's the kind of music we like to play what I mean by average is that you're capable of understanding it if you've got average musical insight, you don't have to be a virtuoso to understand the music we're not making art we're we're playing rock and roll and rock and roll is a um, non-thinking kind of music it's kind of an art form though, in a way what is the art form that is involved when you pretend to be vomiting blood on the stage? What is that? Who told you it was pretend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say it. I do mean, you I, want to say it? What, 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 what are you expressing with that? Why are you looking for meaning where there is none? What we're trying to do is to put on fantasy, live, walking, exploding, vomiting, just oh, everything, yeah. smoking, fantasy, live on stage when you go to see. There's an art to to projecting a fantasy to uh, 2 million people or 3 million people. There's an art to selling out halls, 20,000 seat halls every night. That in itself is an art.
1: And then he says that uh, Rock was beginning to to protest business, big business. And now it is big business. And then yeah. they cut to foreigner uh cold as ice, you remember yeah,
2: yeah it kind of it kind of then it pivots to kind of like a general discussion about radio and concerts and record sales and rock in general,
1: yeah, and they interviewed Rolling Stone's uh, tour manager Peter Rudge and talking about how airplay how they get airplay and then airplay gets to you know record sales and record sales gets to concerts and they're like, but kiss is an exception. They made it without radio. And then they show the Kiss Warehouse.
2: That was awesome. How awesome would it have be been to be been there then? All that shit. Oh, that <laughs> 1977, the, the the unbelievable merchandise. That stuff is yeah. great. Kiss Warehouse in tie-ins worth $3 million
1: a year. And then what word did he use? He said, saying this sort of thing
2: is called exploitation. See, that word... I understand what I, understand. first of all, this is NBC news. The audience is older people. That's called marketing and merchandising. If you want, yeah. if you want to be technically correct with your terms, okay, are you exploiting your name? Yeah, but that's what marketing and merchandising is. But exploitation has such a negative connotation. Exactly. That that's, that's the word they chose to use.
1: That's what he was coming into this with, you
2: know, of course. Oh yeah.
0: Radio sells rock and the other way around. There was an exception. KISS made its way in the early days without radio. It promoted itself in other ways. It still does. KISS permits no promotional possibilities to slip away. This warehouse ships KISS t-shirts, hats, necklaces, buttons, belt buckles, jackets, pictures, and posters. Tie-ins worth $3 million a year. The tie-ins also promote KISS records. In the business, this sort of thing is called not without reason exploitation. they cut to the comic
1: book, and where have you, where have you seen that clip before? Oh, uh, exactly. It's all it's the clip that you guys know from extreme close up. Yep. Uh, comic books, and this is an interesting point, Tom. Go ahead, it appeals to young fans who don't buy records but will someday. And then I yep. can think of Kiss was doing it back then. They're doing it today with the Scooby Doo DVD. Absolutely. Building a fan base. And that's why their fans have been going for 40 years and still going strong. Yep. They get them while they're young. You may not buy my record, but you know who we are. That's right. And then someday you'll hear something and you'll equate it. You'll mm-hmm. like that song by them. Then you'll buy an album. Then you start digging into the back catalog. And then you become a fan for life. And then you get your kids into it because fucking Scooby Doo comes out and they get into it. Mm-hmm. Brilliant.
2: Right, well, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But the yeah. disgust, the sound, like, he's just, he just is like, oh, this is just ridiculous. Like, you know, he's like the guy from, you know, I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. <laughs> 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 like, that's pretty yeah. much what it was. Like
1: grandfather from fucking Weird, Weird Science. Yeah, exactly. I'm
2: not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't, you know, he doesn't stand for baloney.
1: So the clip is basically the, lure, the last word news clip from Extreme Close-Up. Well, maybe Kiss knows something that we don't. And then they always remember. I remember from the Extreme Close where they showed to Ace. And Ace is like waving his finger like, aha, to all those people. I love how they timed that. And then he cuts away and he
2: goes, a real classy act. <laughs> that was amazing. Like I of that in Extreme Close-Up. No, because they didn't go to that They didn't cut back to the new- to the guy in the newsroom In the extreme close-up So when I saw that, they- I'm like more disgust A, a real classy act, guys <laughs> Like just sh- <laughs> Back to you, Gertrude <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego like- <laughs> And I'm Ron Burgundy Go fuck yourself, San Diego
1: <laughs>
0: That's pretty much what it
1: was <laughs> Over to you, Mort Kondraki. <laughs>
2: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. God. And there is the Kiss comic book, a mighty seller, which appeals to even younger fans who don't buy records now but will later on. Look. Tonight we have the last word in promotional stunts. Arcata Graphics and Depew will soon start printing a new comic book promoted as being printed with real Kiss blood. Newsletter's Mike Hegedus was on hand today when the donors showed up. KISS is going to have its own comic book soon, featuring the four strangely attired and hairy fellows to be printed by Arcata Graphics, printed in, if you believe everything you're told, in real KISS blood. To that end, KISS flew into Buffalo today, yes, with a plane, a Brinks truck bringing a little white box, in which were, you guessed it, four vials of real KISS blood, which were summarily dumped into some printing ink for the old comic book. Isn't that wonderful? The whole thing was a classic public relations stunt, one which may or may not have been in bad taste, depending on yours, one which may or may not sell comic books. It would be nice to think that people won't be sucked in by this type of thing. But then maybe Kiss knows something or reflects something about us that we don't see. A real classy act, guys.
1: Then they cut to the other part, which is an extreme close-up, where the band is wearing those, like, fucking medieval masks and helmets. Yeah, with that LA radio stint, and they show them going to that radio place to promote some music. And if you watch the clip closely, but this background talk, Peter does some talking on the radio show. He does. Can't hear it, but Peter was talking on that, and they were talking about more hype and more stuff. And you know, they're wearing the iron masks and stuff, and they were showing the love gun insert gun.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and one thing, one thing I want to jump in here and say is that I noticed as I'm watching this, I'm like, cause I remember from extreme close up, but I'm watching this. I'm like, wait a minute. Our buddy, Ed Spangenberg from click T shop has a t-shirt called space invader and in the yeah. description. In the description of the t-shirt is this on August 26, 1977 on the first day of the three historic concerts at the forum, the band, including the spaceman, visits KTNQ radio station in LA wearing an astronaut helmet and a mask. Mm-hmm. Here, is my re- here is my rendition of that historic event as a salute to the hottest band in the world. And it's a, it's a t-shirt. It says space invader. And it's ace with that disguise on holding his smoking guitar. Yep. Really creative design by Ed. And I thought yep. of that as I was watching that.
1: That's because Ed knows his shit. Exactly. Shout out to Ed at Click T-Shop.
2: Absolutely. Um, um,
1: and they mentioned that press agent Al Ross and Bill O'Coin was yep. there? Um
2: did you then- also notice did you also what? notice that did you also notice during that entire thing fucking ace with the ray gun? Yeah, all you heard is wee wee the wee, 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 and they it kept showing ace like shooting the fucking ray gun. I'm like, oh god, ace. It was ace. Exactly. Yes, it was. Peter um, Peter's rocking the urban sombrero with his disguise. <laughs> Microseconds away from kiss!
0: Here the superheroes are in Los Angeles, descending on a radio station for another publicity stunt. (laughs) Although they wore helmets, they were, in some astounding fashion, recognized by some hardcore fans who were themselves made up for the occasion. You stay right here, you tongue, you. A promotional stunt like this is what the historian Daniel Boorston defined years ago as a pseudo-event something being staged for the express purpose of attracting attention like a movie premiere or a ribbon cutting ceremony the spontaneity here is staged the disorder has a purpose it gives kiss free exposure over the airwaves in a major market and it does so in a way that attracts the press and so generates even more publicity this is hype compounded Manager Bill O'Coin and press agent Al Ross are close by as usual, masterminding the operation. Everybody at the concert uh-huh. would like to play something. It us. is good for Kiss, Loretta, good oh. for the station. No, what Everybody's happy for just about every time. I'm going to talk over the beginning of the storm because that's think all DJs always do it. You can kill me, you tell me when. Long time. Hi, everybody. How you doing? About ten. Now, eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three.
1: Two. One. And then they go back to Black Diamond, and uh, he calls it their live uh, performance is. A choreographed assault, an invasion.
2: Dude, relax. relax. Settle down, Ted Koppel. I mean, you know, honestly, you the guy needs to fucking settle down.
1: Yeah, and then uh he was talking about um the live concert that they were filming for twelve dollars in time for the Christmas market. Alive too. Imagine that, right? Yep, yep. Talking about alive too. They're all millionaires, the youngest 26, the oldest 31. Superheroes, superstars, super hype, super. super is, yep. And then the risers go up. Insane, the end of black diamond, and you watch that and you're like, What the fuck? Can you imagine if you were there for that? No, that not that's kiss at its peak. The absolute apex of them that before a lot li- that a- solos before yep. they do um dynasty before the fans turned on them everything was set right then perfect perfect what an ending right the rises go up peter's yep. drums in
2: its full height oh my god it looks insane and it was interesting too that they ended with black diamond yep like like that was their closer you know and i like it too because the host said Cause like you said that this documentary or whatever you want to call it about hype, you know, he's, with music and then movies and books, he's like, publishing is a dignified business. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Bookworm. <laughs> Next up homeboys from
2: out of space. <laughs> fuck? Oh, go ahead. And then how does it wrap up with our buddy, Gene? What does he say What a way to make a living And he has like that funny looking face It's
1: so much that they're trying to say Look at Gene laughing at all you people Exactly Like like he's a joke He just swindled all you fucking idiots
3: Yep Yep.
0: The concert is less a concert than it is a choreographed assault, an invasion. This invasion was recorded live with one and a half million albums and $12 each rushed out in time for the Christmas market. The youngest kiss is 26. The oldest, 31.
1: Of this on Kissology 2
2: I understand why they only clipped a little bit of it why, Honestly though Why do you think Because I don't think it made I, I think it made NBC News And the host look like Old and out of touch I think it makes Kiss look badass Yeah,
1: But I think it doesn't make him look badass Because it's not saying how original or different they are It's making them seem like No like they're not even talented they didn't talk about musician uh, musicianship their songs all the fans that appreciate it was all about selling products
2: yeah Nothing i'm just wondering why they put it i'm just wondering why they put any of it in kissology oh it's
1: part of their history but it's clipped it i mean they clipped but let's be honest they clipped a lot of stuff even uh the paul Lynn show they only had a small clip in there that's so, true Yeah, They could have put the whole 17 minutes Of kisses portion Of that mini documentary in But they only put that section in So I'll be honest with you Tom I enjoyed it because I haven't seen it I like the small clips The clips that I want to see More of Weren't in there Like I wanted the narrating people to shut up And see more of the footage from the photo shoot I wanted him to shut up When they were playing Black Diamond at the end like i you know things like that or get back more to the interview i like that part and maybe somebody else could speak besides paul and Gene but i'll take it for what it is
2: yeah i i actually really really enjoyed it um first of all it's the peak of kiss it's the it's the peak of my kiss you know the alive 2 stage the love gun tour all that i found it interesting i mean you know you get to hear bill Coin talk the band talks a little bit there's some behind the scenes, you know, with the merchandising, just, you know, I think I think it's a cool thing that, like you said, it's not something that's been beaten into the ground a hundred times, you know, kissology only has a small excerpt from it. So to see the full video, I think it was well done by NBC news. I mean, it's pretty 17 minutes is a pretty long clip for news for a news clip, but it's not 17 minutes. It's Kiss is on for 17 minutes. There's more that's, that's, the that's that, right. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. The, the, the kiss section. Yes. It's 17 minutes. Yes. Yeah, but I I, it, I thought it was great.
1: Oh, I agree with you. Um, I think it was something different, it's not beaten into the ground. People don't really know much about it. I didn't know much about it, I don't remember it. I remember seeing a portion of it on the when I watched you know Kissology 2. Yep. I didn't think anything of it. Like, we want to do another TV appearance type show, and we're like looking around, like. There's the obvious ones we can do. But we're like, let's spread it around a little bit. Do something different. And more importantly, let's do something fucking positive.
2: <laughs> I, was <laughs> just
3: go- I, I was just going <laughs> to say, we let's do so-
1: some, some <laughs> kind of a, a negative streak going here with Kiss and stuff. And I uh, want to get back to what we loved. And we love that era of Kiss at this point.
2: Still at its height. Speaking of Click T Shop and speaking of this documentary, I'm actually wearing my Alive 2 Peter Chris drum riser shirt right now. Zeus is looking down, realizing he does not have a Click T Shop shirt on right now. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually found I, I enjoyed it, and again, I found the tying the tie in with Ed, you know, again, more Click T Shop promo here. I think it just shows how insider of a Kiss nerd Ed is, like us. Like that—that's a, that's a random pull for a, for a graphic on a T shirt. It's great. And when I saw it, I was like, shit, he's got a shirt with that. Uh, but that being said, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was well done by NBC News. It proved the point that they wanted it to. It made these guys look bombastic. And maybe like Zeus said at the end, you know, look at us. We're stealing your money. We're taking your money. But I thought it was, I, I, I liked it. You know, I just, like I said, I've already said it, but I wish the uh, the, the full part of it was on Kissology because it's tough to find.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed it. It's not in that because there's not so much stuff there. Like I said, I wish they'd cut away from that but there's not that much there that I would want to keep repeating seeing it right right it's not like long interviews or interesting facts getting brought out and it's a fucking negative old white guy yeah stiff it is. guy. there's a rock band named kiss a name not apparently imminent to me as to why
2: yeah you know, it's just, just dismissive but I think that's what I think I think anybody watching I think that makes kiss look that much cooler because if some young kid was like, oh, I, Kiss kisses on NBC News, th- then the kid's going to be like, fuck yeah, that's my band. Even this old guy doesn't like him.
1: If you really think about it, if you're a young kid, you're not listening to that guy. What right. did you see? Right. You saw fucking Paul wailing on his guitar. You saw Gene breathing fire. And yep. you saw him spitting blood. You hear the drum rise. You see the drum rise going up. Ace blasting on his guitar. Yep. And them fucking being cool. But I think it's one of the few times and one of the earliest times Kiss is
2: talking. Exactly. Yeah. And right? making I mean and for I mean, you know, I know we were kind of teasing Paul and stuff, but you know, th- kind of making sense. I mean, young guys in a popular band, they 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 sounded like they knew what they were talking about, whether you agree with what they actually said, I and mean, they sounded relatively put together. They didn't they, sound like idiots. Think about it.
1: They should have been like one of the ultimate gimmick bands that could have yeah. went out they were twenty six and thirty one, the oldest and the youngest. Yep, that could have been the Village People. Village Absolutely. People are not selling out and doing anything like that. If you they think were, about it, like a gimmick band or something like yeah, that, that they were on Kiss the same record trying, label, people were trying to lump Kiss into. Kiss is still cranking it out. Let's think right of that.
2: They now. were both. They were both on Casablanca. The Village yeah, People. you and, know what I mean. And, like
1: yes, oh yeah. To think that they're still doing what they're doing now, they're yep. laughing at all those other bands.
2: And I think you know, that sh- I think that I think that talks about the power of their music. Like Gene said, it's simple, accessible, fun rock songs with choruses that you can sing along and rock out to. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't go to the Kansas fucking
1: concert at Brother Mike's oh. Hall. Like, you know what I mean? The- yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're the ones still selling out and selling, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollar place, uh, fifteen thousand seat places fuck yeah. everybody else.
2: So, and this you is, listen to you listen to Emerson Lake and Palmer, not, not me. me.
1: Yeah. And this is why we still love the band and this is why like this is exactly why we do th- did this podcast to talk about obscure things like this, to bring up, you know, and get those feelings that you guys that I'm sure you guys understand that you get when you see something like this again for the exactly. first time that feel like why you love this band and why you're injured. Well, exactly. this is why we have a podcast. Yep. It's not so fucking Paul can write, write on his bike and eat fucking macaroni on Twitter. It's for this shit. And this although, that
2: is, although, although, like, although that is entertaining when he does that because then it gives us a, an, an avenue to shit on him. <laughs> That's nuts.
1: <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Tom, before we go into the rankings? No, no. I thought it was... Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Good. So, Tom, we've reviewed the Mike Douglas show Paul Lind Halloween special Land of Hype and Glory So far Tom You ranked Mike Douglas number one Paul Lind Halloween Special number two I did as well same thing Where are you ranking Land of Hype and Glory
2: Just because it's alive Too it's the it's the Love Gun Era it's got it's Going number one easy easy number One easy easy number One for me you would rather see this Than those other two yes oh my god tom yep the clip that it, wow. it just, I, I, lo- I love the paul lynn show but the amount of time the kiss is on it, it and again it's lip synced um i do love the mike douglas like look trying to rank stuff like this is so hard because it's all great it's all amazing yeah. but but the, the whenever there's a tiebreaker, if it involves a live two or love gun that's going to be the winner gotcha
1: okay for me uh, like I said I had the same thing as you Mike Douglas Paul Lynn Land of Hype and Glory is going number 3 easily for me. Wow, okay. okay. Again, it's not bad because it's kissed during the heyday, but Paul Lynn's special is just even Paul Lynn himself is so 70s for me. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know. It's I know. It's so a 70s it's a nostalgic feeling and yep. I like even though uh, like they lip sync king of the nighttime world and i just thought they looked badass then and you know the candles and the camel are and all that stuff is just crazy and then the mike douglas special i love the funny lines the interaction that G did on the set but more importantly i fucking love their rendition of firehouse
2: on there me too me too okay so i love them all i I love them all i mean honestly i could i I, yeah yeah. three isn't like three isn't uh
1: Murder and high heels, three Ex- exactly correct, correct right? right. Yep, they're so, all great. They're all great. Yeah. So, guys, that's our episode topic of uh land of hype and glory. Let us know what you think. Let us see. Let us know if you see it. If you want to see the full version again, well, hopefully we'll stir some traffic his way. God of Thunder, the Facebook page. If you go on Facebook and you actually press search his page will come up and you can see the 17 minute unedited vid- video of it. Yep. If you go on YouTube you will not find it.
2: No, it's not there for some You'll reason. You'll
1: only have a clip of it. Even and if you do it, even found it. It,
2: and even if you do a Google search, it'll bring you to the God of Thunder's Facebook page too. So it's there. Okay. And and again, we'll give him props because I he's he got it and good for him, so. Yeah. So,
1: Tom, uh usually if we do the episode topic, we end up going to question. You got a question?
2: yeah we got a question this is it's not it's more of a discussion but it's kind of a it's also obviously it's a it's in a question format but so this is from ricky nichols on uh facebook says has anyone else noticed that kiss seems to be the most referred to band in movies what movies can you name that either refer to kiss has music from them or has them in the movie jesus so, christ so for me the obvious ones are i think of dazed and confused and then that movie role models those two movies um why him see i've never seen that but you're right kisses in that i've heard of that the, yep the music yep okay um while you're I thinking think
1: go ahead i think of uh wkrp in Cincinnati. The- when they're at the, the radio po- station, always the in the
2: background. That's right. The posters there. I think of that 70s show. Yeah. Oh, good one. Yep. That's right. Yep. Right. I don't um, know. Of
1: course, I'm just thinking this on the, the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank.
2: Family Guy. This is, they're in an episode of Family Guy.
1: Yeah. The Simpsons.
2: Yep. Obviously, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Um Yeah. There's so many, but there's one. So this is weird timing for this because recently I came across this movie on, uh, I think it was on Amazon prime video. It is the most insane and annoying movie in the world. It's a movie called knock, knock with Keanu Reeves. Okay. And Detroit rock city is played in the movie. Okay. So I thought it was funny when I saw this, I'm not going to give a movie review. Just if anybody else there has seen knock, knock with Keanu Reeves, I, I, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Watch it. Come back to me on social media, either on my personal page or on the show page, because I want to know if your head exploded watching this movie the way it did for me. But that's another one that had some kiss in it. But you're right. I'm sure other people have other stuff out there. If you can think of anything, it's a great question. Ricky, thank you for reaching out to us and throwing something at us with a a nice kiss question. Appreciate it.
1: Um, We also forgot Detroit Rock City, but that's okay. Well, that was obvious. That was obvious. Well,
2: because the director
1: doesn't want us talking about that movie again. Uh, (laughs) Who? Adam Rifkin. He loves us. He does um, not love us. <laughs> Tom, people can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> um, anywhere you find your podcast. If you have a podcast platform that you can't find us on, let us know. And we'll get on that platform. But we're probably on everything. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us direct messages there. We respond to you guys. Please. Um, And then the best way we love getting is our emails. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. You can give us one of those five-star child reviews on uh, Podchaser or iTunes. Actually, you can do it on uh, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, all those you can give us we appreciate it. It's, it's helpful. It helps the show get promoted. Um, and you know, it's a great way for us to get, uh, the shouted out loud cast to the masses. So Tom, anything else you want to add? My friend?
2: Nope. Uh, we'll give another plug to our buddy, Ed. He came up in this episode Clicktshop uh, click shop.com click with a K. You can get awesome kiss stuff. Like we mentioned and Shout It out loud cast gear. He was the one who designed the awesome logo that we have. So you can grab some of that stuff too. It's never too early to start thinking holidays. It's already the end of September.
1: And also on, uh, we are part of the Pantheon podcast family. You can find things on there like uh, Martin Popoff's uh, podcast. There's a couple of other ones we like out there. Rock Candy. Mike's podcast, Long May You Young. Um, that's another great one. Local Boston guy. And, uh, please give everybody a listen and, uh, you know, keep up the, keep up the I-
2: interaction with us guys. We love it. Absolutely. And there's a new, there's a new platform that's coming out soon. We're going to be on it soon If we're not on already, if anybody has Amazon music, they are going right. to start inco- they are, are going to start incorporating podcasts and we will be on there as well. So there's another platform for you. Yeah. Tom famous last words rocket engines burning fuel so fast up into the night sky. They blast through the universe. The engines whine. Could it be the end of man and time? That is horrible. It's wonderful. Ah,
1: (laughs) I've got some really poetic lyrics. Go for it. It's alright 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 So any way you want it That's the way it'll be What a beautiful way to close out this f- Great fun episode Absolutely Tom thank you very much Kiss Army thank you We greatly appreciate it You guys fucking rock
2: guys thank you so much for everything the feedback the interaction we love you guys and uh let's uh keep it going stay safe be good peace out girl scout